Today on Your Wellness, we will meet with two entrepreneurs who each own very different businesses but have a lot in common when it comes to maintaining profitability and managing their own personal wellness during a global pandemic. All that on more on Your Wellness. Today I have Bobby Dysinger from All About Massage Day Spa and Stephanie Pichet from Wander Food and Wine. So welcome to the show, ladies. Start with you, Bobby. Let's talk about all, all about your business, All About Massage, and how long you've been in business and what did it look like back when you started your endeavor? Uh, well, thank you, Lisa. It's, um, our, uh, our spa has been around for 21 years now and I purchased it 11 years ago. So it's been uh, quite a great journey uh, over the past 11 years, uh, developing, changing a bit of what I had already purchased and uh, growing it over these last 11 years. It's been fantastic up until <laughs> March 2020. <laughs> when the whole world just changed. And so what kind of services did you have back then or have, have you had to remove any or add any? What did it look like back then? What was your typical clientele or has it remained the same? It's, uh, it's primarily remained the same. So we do, it's a full service day spa. We specialize in registered massage therapy. So we do have, uh, I've gone from anywhere from five RMTs on staff to the most I had was 10 RMTs on staff. We also do full aesthetic services, so your, your facial and body treatments. We do laser services, including hair removal and laser facial services. Um, and then uh, two years ago, we introduced body sculpting. So that is using radio frequency uh, technology to burn fat. So mm -hmm. that's been uh, our profession over the last 11 years. And who doesn't want to burn fat? Um, mm -hmm. so, your, so your business has been impacted significantly from the pandemic because of its nature of its business and stephanie your business has been impacted as well you you know you're you're a dine-in restaurant and um you've had you've had to close down your shop so stephanie tell me a little bit more about wander food and wine and how long you've been in business and a little bit of background well i actually am still at the process where i can say i've been open for the number of months <laughs> So it's actually been almost 13 months uh, since we opened. We opened January 4th, 2020. So we basically got two and a half months in uh, before we had to shut down. So we got that in first initial uh, craziness, uh, high energy of opening a brand new place. And considering it was January, we weren't sure how it was going to be received because restaurants in January are notoriously slow. So I was told by everybody. But we proved them wrong, and a place was packed in here for the first couple of weeks. Uh, we specialize in wines by the glass, large changing inventory of wine, and all of our food are small plates and tapas, meant to be shared, um, fairly casual, but still with a kind of a upscale date night uh, atmosphere, which is what we wanted. So we get it just a little bit, we get more couples. Uh, I actually was looking over all of my stats from 2020, and right, say that the majority of our clients right now are 60% women only, meaning ladies coming together in either just twos or groups or 40% couples. And I don't consider that anything that we weren't anticipating, uh, but I do think it's a slightly 
um, as we've been staying open longer, um, it's going to graduate to more of a slightly older clientele, not seniors, but uh, the 20-somethings came in here because we were new and interesting, but uh, I don't see a ton of them coming in in the future uh, just because I, I don't foresee those big, large groups uh, being able to go to bars in the next year or so. Right. And that's what they wanted, right? And you do have a very sophisticated look to your, your space. So that might attract more of a different clientele, like you suggested, the, the groups of women. Now, ironically, uh, both Bobby and Stephanie's businesses are located in downtown Sudbury, and you're actually located across the street from each other. So you've been able to, you know, kind of cheer each other on uh, before this pandemic happened, which is kind of cool. Now, you have uniquely, mm-hmm. uniquely different businesses as well. However, you've experienced um, the need to pivot. So before the pandemic hit, Bobby, what was your biggest challenge in either growing your business or maintaining your clients? Or what were you dealing with before the pandemic hit? Uh, well, probably my, um, my, my biggest obstacle or my biggest uh, challenge was always HR. So staffing and uh, managing staff. Um, because I do have um, anywhere from 13 to, or I've had from 13 to 16 staff at one time. So just as a uh, businesswoman, I did find that was probably my most challenging as well as marketing. So making sure that I was uh, continuing to grow my clientele. Um, We do have quite a large clientele base, so that's always been uh, helpful for sure. But uh, that would be what was my focus had been on before um, before March of last year. So that's uh, it's changed um, slightly in the sense that staffing has not been an issue this year for me personally, which has been nice. But definitely getting the message out and the communication with our clientele and with the community is still um, still a big not challenge, but uh, time consuming. So you're referring to the marketing aspects of the business being mm-hmm. an ongoing task. So has, what has really affected your pandemic? Or what has really affected the business since the pandemic, since you've had to open your doors, close your doors, change? Yeah, well, primarily. Business? Yeah. I mean, we had, of course, um, we were shut down for three months uh, in the spring and then had a bit of a, uh, somewhat of a soft reopening in the sense that we weren't allowed to do uh, treatments on the face for the first few weeks that we were reopened. So that was a challenge for sure. And um, again, it was, it was the communication with our community as far as, you know, having to stay in contact with everyone while we were closed to a certain degree, just to keep us top of mind for people to let them, you know, to ensure that they were going to come back to us. Uh, we were very fortunate that uh, people were banging down our doors <laughs> to get back in when we were allowed to reopen. So that was, uh, as far as the type of business that I have, I was extremely fortunate for that, in that, that um, um, if anything, it was a challenge to try to fit everyone in and to keep people um, patient to, to get in for their services. Because, of course, we had that transitional period where with all the extra sanitizing and cleaning and safety precautions, we did have to allow more time in between appointments. So it did take a while to adjust to that. 
um, but we had so much great uh, support from from our our current clientele and new clientele. It was it was really amazing, and uh, it, it made the transition a lot uh, smoother. Well, you you also had the benefit of having loyal customers. So being in business as long as you have, I guess, also created that. Um, that those committed com- customers that really wanted those services, trusted you, know your business, and were there. So that was a, I guess that's a good problem that they're banging down your door. You'd hate to lose all of your the hard work, you know, in acquiring all these customers. So, um, mm-hmm. so Stephanie, yeah. yeah, and Stephanie, so your 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 business is more unique as it's brand new. It's still 13 months old, and so. If you think back to January when you were opening up your business, what was that challenge at the beginning and what's changed since the pandemic has uh, affected society and your business as well? Well, I think in um, like most new businesses, the priority was spreading the word that we were here, but then also educating the public on what, what we are and what we offer. And surprisingly, even through all of these changes, I still run into that same issue of trying to explain to people what we do. Um, I think it's because this concept of a wine bar that I have seen as I've traveled around the world and that I was bringing here to Sudbury is not very well known unless you've actually traveled to some of these European countries. So the, the whole concept of standing with a glass of wine in your hand to chat with somebody as opposed to having a seat and a cushy table um, surprisingly a lot uh, a lot of people in Sudbury were not anxious to sit at a bar to eat or drink which I thought was unusual um, so letting them know that yes we only had so many tables but we have all these bar seats and I specifically designed the bar seats to be comfortable and swivel and they have hooks and plugs and um, for USB ports and I, I made it so that it was comfortable to sit at um, because there's a lot of people and you get that feeling when you go to travel to a hotel bar that you're actually sitting at a you're sitting at the lobby bar as an example and having a quick bite. So that's the whole idea of it. And it, as much as it took me a long time, there were people who would walk out if they could not sit at a table mm. with their friends. And uh, considering we're a very small space, I mean, we had uh, at the height of it, we had six tables uh, and eight to 10 bar stools, depending on, and our maximum with fire code here is 29, which is not huge. So the sad thing is, is that when the pandemic hit, even when we reopened, because of social distancing and having to space the tables, we are down to four. Wow. And then I got two, so then, right? So we're at four tables. So it's not, and it's not as, it's not like we have eight people. It's still four tables. And depending what the maximum is that the uh, province allows at the time. So depending on what color code we were in, it flipped between four or six maximum at a table. So that just played with a little bit of trickiness when it came to, um, selling tickets for a class and trying to figure out, okay, well, we have this many people booked, but these people are sitting together. That leaves me with one table left. So there's just a, it was a lot of little maneuvering because four tables is the maximum I can do at any one time. So even when I had the patio out, cause we had to quickly throw together a patio because that was the only way we were able to open it all because takeout was not something that worked for us. We tried it. Um, but our food items are little or small plates and they are meant to go with a wine and have several courses. So the prices are fairly low. So there's only so many dollar, $7 things that you can sell and still pay the bills to stay open. 
Like it just didn't make any sense. And we weren't getting a ton of orders for wine unless they were regulars and know their wine enough to choose bottles that they couldn't get at the LCBO. So we were getting a lot of food orders, but the profits on those food orders is so minimal. It just didn't make any sense. And we were losing that atmosphere that we tried so hard to create here with the whole, the ambiance and the, um, the relaxing and the music and the lighting, and you can't deliver that to someone's home as much as we try. Sure. You can't. So that, that was a, that's been a bit of a challenge. And so we thought, you know what, I, I'd rather not sacrifice what we are just to be able to bring in a small amount of cash. Like it just didn't make any sense. So we decided to switch and we've been focusing on the virtual wine classes, whether they've been um, private. Um, the first time we had the lockdown, sounds bad when you have to say first lockdown, second lockdown. But mm. the first one uh, last spring, I started off just to see how it would go. And I had great, great results with it. But I think it's because my price was so low. So I was charging like $20 or something for like an hour and a half class. And then they would go to the LCBO. Like, I mean, I was basically online all the time. And then I was like editing things afterwards to save the videos. Like I spent so much time on it for not a whole lot of money. So this time I just said, you know what? I'm going to focus on creating packages that at least include some either wine or food inventory. So I am getting some sales in this time as opposed to me just charging like $20 for someone to log into a class. But then for those who can't afford that or don't want to spend the money on that, I started creating, like I'm going to do one, I think it's in a couple of weeks, an online class where you can go to the LCBO wherever you are in Ontario and buy the wine and join in. And then there'll be the same thing with, um, I'll do these little happy hours like I'm doing tonight, which are free for those who are on Facebook just to maybe learn about a cocktail or do something fun for an hour. So I'm trying to keep that balance up of, steering the business to the people who want it and who I, who I designed this for without losing ourselves in it. I don't, I never wanted to see like a, a month from now or two months from now, this place looking different just because I needed to bend to people who wanted me to be on skip the dishes. As right. An example. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, $7 with a 30% cut to skip the dishes makes no sense. For sure. And what's, what's unique about your restaurant from my perspective is its uniqueness. There's nothing like it in, in this city, like it, and it's classy and it's, you've, you've created this vision from all of your, you know, your trips around the world. And yeah, I'm glad that you're not selling out your, your vision to stay in business, but we do have to stay in business, right? You still have to pay your bills. And Bobby, you, you're also down and Bobby, your rent is high and you're, you know, you've got a big space, you've got staff to stay in business. What has been your, your most successful pivot or what have you seen that's really kept you going through this uh, past year? Um, well, I think the key for us was again, that communication, keeping very active on social media and engaging, uh, with our audience, both new and old. Um, we did have that client base to fall back on that really supported us and did what they could do, uh, to help us continue to grow and to get the, the clientele in. So we didn't. I didn't find I had to change too much from the day to day other than just the mindset as well, right? To be able to look past, <laughs> I'm doing a balancing act of 
focusing just on today and not worrying too much about uh, what's to come because that's so still out of our control and, and just not being able to know from day to day. You know, right now we don't even know, we don't have a guarantee of when we're reopening. So I, I'm balancing between having a good day today, doing what I can just today, to also being able to, you know, look at what's coming ahead and making sure that I'm keeping um, my audience engaged so that they're, they're going to be coming back to us. So it's, it's really trying to be mindful of that, of what, what needs to be done differently, but what needs to stay the same as well to, you know, stick to our brand and, and uh, be able to uh, continue to focus on that as well. I'm glad to hear, Bobby, that you're saying you're basically um, focusing on what you can control and what you can't control is out of our control. Like, you're right. We don't know what tomorrow's going to look like or next week. We don't know how long we're in a person that we're in a provincial wide lockdown right now. So yeah, we, it's hard to plan that far ahead. And I'm glad to see that you're taking it day by day and, and having, making each day a good day, which is something that I'm trying to um, manage as, as well. So you've both had to pivot a little bit. You both are sticking to your, your goals and your brand, which is really important. It, it just, it just proves the authenticity of both of you ladies in your, your professionalism and your personal, your personal dreams. So, so congratulations for, for, for hanging on to that and not letting it go. So we're just going to shift gears a little bit. This is a wellness show and we just talked about business and professional um, wellness. I want to now talk a little bit more about your personal wellness because we can't have one without the other. So, Stephanie, what have you been doing to manage your own personal wellness during the past year? Maybe you haven't had to change anything, or maybe you have. Um, let's just hear what you're doing to stay healthy. Well, I think um, the, the most important thing for me was when you were mentioning about changes, I made a point not to change my schedule. Um, that is for my own mental health and my own physical health because you can get caught up when things are quiet, sitting on a sofa, working on your laptop, right? With Netflix in the background. And you can do that all day, every day during the lockdown. I actually ran into Bobby yesterday on the street and that's, and that's what I was telling her. I said, I'm actually, you know, I, I forced myself, I come into the work at the bar like I would any other afternoon and I'll go and put in a number of hours. And I always make sure that it's something where I'm not sitting uh, only because I, if the bar was open, that's how I would be operating my day anyways. I'd be getting up at a certain time. I'd do a little bit of work on the computer in the morning, and then I'd make my plan for the day, come here for the afternoon, maybe go running some errands or something later at the end of the day. And then so half my day would be on my feet, and then be, you know maybe with only a couple of hours on the computer. And I really had to keep that balance. And the same thing with we, we get up at a certain time, and we go to bed at a certain time, and I made sure that didn't change. Uh, to this day. And now I'm even getting, allowing myself that, okay, I'm getting tired. I'm going to bed when I'm tired as opposed to, okay, I should really, you know, get to bed now, or I should stay up an extra hour and work on something. So I'm, I'm kind of sleeping more than I used to, which is great. It's going to be very hard to go back to later nights when this reopens uh, for sure. But I'm also noticing, um, so little things I've kept in, in there is that I joke around. I mean, I don't know how personal this is, but I mean, we have a hot tub, thankfully, at our house. 
And as much as I used to always go in once a week when we were open, now I get to probably go, I go probably about three times a week. And that's just for me to signal that my day's finished. So it's usually like 4 35 o'clock. Uh, my husband, now that he works at home all day, that's our day, to, that's our time to sort of catch up on what each other's day was like. And so those meetings are, we call them hot tub meetings <laughs> because it actually allows us, we kind of not just talk about our day, but we usually use that time to, you know, vent about something we need to get off our chest or something crazy that we're having trouble um, figuring out. Uh, so it, it, we kind of work with each other that way, which is great. And then the only other thing I would think that is new for me is that I created a small dressing room for myself in my house. I was kind of sharing it with my husband at one time, but for those who know my husband, he's a bit of a clothes horse. So I had to kick him out of the dressing room. <laughs> uh, he has his own kind of dressing room uh, in where he has his studio anyways. So he really didn't need to have both spaces. So I asked him to have the space to myself because I didn't really have a place for myself in my home because it's also attached to our, his office. So his office takes up like a third of the square footage of the house. And then the rest of it is kind of all shared. So I needed to have one place in my house that was mine. So even if it's just my dressing room, you know, I made sure during the, um, around Christmas time, I ordered myself a new vanity table and I um, ordered myself a new a chandelier to put in there. So it's all pretty. And then just because it's this time of year, I've been waiting to do this, but I ordered myself one of those um, UV lights. Yeah. It's called happy light. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, yeah. now I have it set up on my vanity table and every morning, um, I put that on for 15, 20 minutes while I'm getting dressed in the morning. And I, cause I've noticed that as I've been getting older, the, this time of year without being outside as much as I like to be, I mean, I'm a, I'm a girl who used to travel and go to sun holidays and destinations and go someplace that was warm every year. And it wasn't just because I, didn't didn't like the cold but it was also just because i i need that sunshine so that was a really uh i'm, I'm waiting to see if it really makes a difference and and we'll stay tuned because my husband will let us know at the end of the year if i'm, if I'm in a better mood uh between january and february being inside but um it seems to be working i can feel that my mood is a little bit better so i'm uh but yeah having your own space sounds very simple and um, but it was a really important thing for me just to sort of, I have my own place to go. Absolutely. Everyone needs their own place, right? Yeah. You need your own space, your own dedicated time for mm -hmm. yourself. And I'm, and it's great to hear that you, you kept your routine. You, you still wake, wake up early, you know, you get dressed for the day and you're keeping your schedule similar so that you have some sense of normalcy. And when we do get to some sense of normalcy, whatever that that's going to look like, you're going to already be ready. You're not going to have to worry about taking off your pajama pants and wondering if you can do up your new skirt because um, you know it still fits. <laughs> um, so and not Bob to mention, I never, oh, sorry. I just want to make last one last little thing yeah. is that I never fell into the trap of baking my own sourdough at home, baking all the recipes everybody was sharing online. Um, I made it, I did not do anything of the sort of all these new mm. eating things that everybody else did. Right. I uh, made a point of staying away from them as much as possible. Right, because that could get dangerous when you start baking more than normal <laughs> and eating more. Um, so, Bobby, I, I follow you on social media, and uh, I know you're a very active person, and you like doing things. What have you been doing for your own personal wellness in the last year? Or, again, maybe it hasn't changed. What are you doing to stay healthy? 
I am, uh, I, I'm following a little bit of what Stephanie's doing. I could really resonate a lot of things that she was talking about as far as keeping to a schedule. It's, uh, it's fairly easy because uh, my husband is uh, working from home and his schedule, if anything, has got uh, busier uh, over the last year. So he kind of keeps us in check for having that regular uh, bedtime and, and wake time. So that's been helpful for me. Um, during this current lockdown again, the first lockdown, and then I agree with Stephanie, it's very sad that we're talking in, in different stages of lockdowns and, and a number of lockdowns, but uh, I'm finding this one, I, I've been telling people it's not quite as fun, I guess, because it's, it's not new anymore and it's not something, uh, you know, that we, um, uh, it's not unique. But I am trying to get as much enjoyment out of my time as far as day and uh, getting physical and getting that fresh air. I do have a, a dog that I get to take out so he, he helps me stay active in that way and um, uh, while I do love to bake and I did fall into maybe not the sourdough bread but I did uh, try a lot of new recipes but I also like to give away a lot of that food so I'm, I'm learning to instead of, uh, instead of um, limiting myself to what I can cook or bake. I just make sure that it's not sticking around the house because I do enjoy to eat it. So I, I as well have stuck to uh, a healthy way of eating and staying hydrated is, is my focus mm. these days as well. And just doing whatever I can at home to keep a positive mindset. So doing the activities while I, I do have to keep, uh, you know, having laid off all of my staff, I do have enough work for at the spa that I have to keep on top of, but also being able to make a balance with my time as far as uh, the activities that bring me that enjoyment. Like I love to sew and I love to cook, as I said, and just getting outside. Uh, one thing I've been trying to do a lot more of this time around is being very mindful of my social media experience as far as really staying away from the negativity as much as I can. and. Uh, continuing to just focus on that, that positive uh, news. Uh, both Stephanie, Stephanie and I being neighbors downtown, we're uh, quite active with the downtown community and trying to stay supportive of each other and of all the businesses. There's a lot of initiatives that we take part in just to keep that positivity and keep the spirit alive for us as businesses and to make sure that we've got each other's backs. And, and that's one thing I've noticed over the past year, we can bring some positives out of a pandemic, which we really need to, um, is that uh, the, the community support that developed downtown specifically, I can say, because we're part of that in the uh, businesses rallying together and standing up for each other and standing together to try and make um, sense of what's going on and also to, uh, just to keep the focus positive so that we can uh, managed to get through this as many of us as possible so that's been um that's what's been keeping me going really is that those sort of focuses well you two are both very positive ladies so it's great listening to you um even though you've had significant uh, struggles through the pandemic but it sounds like you're you're managing both professional and personal health quite well and you have each other in the downtown core and supporting each other's businesses and being of service to others so you're great ladies to listen to so I have one last question as we as we wrap up our episode is let's fast forward I don't know if it's going to be a month six months a year but let's fast forward to a time when the world 
has returned to some sense of normalcy or our new reality and um, you're able to open your doors. What are you looking forward to the most, Stephanie, in terms of your business when we don't have to worry about lockdowns anymore? Uh, I look forward to this place being busy enough that it's almost on autopilot um, where I have so many other ideas of things to add on to this business, other possible businesses going forward, but I'm that I'm, I'm still focusing on the day-to-day stuff here. And I, and for me to kind of take a step back and let Alex, uh, my son and our manager here kind of, run things with the staff on their own with me just overseeing uh, wine purchases, getting back to traveling, which was the entire inspiration for this place to start off with. So being able to travel, going to meet winemakers and um, like I did before, uh, coming back with new recipes and new stories, new inspiration. That's one of the things that, that kind of drives a lot of the direction here with the food and wine menus and I can circulate them for so long, but it'll be exciting to be able to get back and come back with new and exciting stories because that kind of, it flavors not, I say flavors, uh, no pun intended, but it it does not just flavor the menus, but in the style of this place, but it trickles into the stories that I share during our classes, right? Especially when I'm talking about particular places. So it, it, it kind of affects everything that goes on in here. So the faster I can sort of get out on the road and go and see new things and taste new things and come back, uh, I think it's going to breathe a whole new life into this place. And then people will maybe really understand what I wanted this place to become. So it's just a matter of, uh, yeah, I need the doors open. Yeah. <laughs> see the doors open. Yeah. You need permission to travel because yes, you have lots of real life stories to share from your travels and you're unfortunately going to run out eventually have stories. So yeah, we want you to get out there and start um, bringing back some new stories. Cause that's what I, I find unique about your, your business is you have a personal connection. You've actually been there, tasted those foods and wines and have some really cool background stories that we wouldn't get from a, you know, from a regular chain. So I hope it's, it's sooner than later for you, Stephanie and um, Bobby, what do you look forward to? to most when you can open your doors completely wide open again. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, a cleaner, brighter outlook for sure. And just uh, like the actual, <laughs> I'm imagining that physical feeling of opening the doors and letting the fresh air in and seeing people on the streets uh, downtown, enjoying all that downtown has to offer. Um, listening to Stephanie's answer, I was thinking of when she just opened and I was excited to have her as a neighbor. Um, I knew her obviously previous to her opening the business and we had ideas on how we could collaborate and as businesses and there's so many great businesses downtown that I would love to collaborate with and have different programs going to help us all out. So I'm looking forward to, to those rela- building those relationships and, and making downtown a much more vibrant place. And also working more at you know, supporting the community of downtown, there's a lot of social issues going on right now that we're all aware of, and um, you know, working towards trying to to help all members of our community down there in the city itself. So, I know that we have to get through this uh, this part of the pandemic in order to give more assistance to those people. So, really looking forward to that. And then, just as far as my business goes, 
being able to, you know, grow the, the new services that we're offering and get those popular with people and being successful with that and bring more people into the spa for their relaxation and their, you know, self-care that a uh, little bit unimpeded that as it is now. So yeah, we just can't wait to, to get our staff back and our clients back and that will be a good, good day. That would be a good day. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. I think, I, I hope, and this is my, my dream is that we're going to want your, your type of business more than ever. And Stephanie want to get out and socialize more than ever. So, you know, maybe this will just blow up when we can get, uh, get back to normal and you can really, really thrive in your businesses um, as you, as you deserve. So thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your stories. Um, we have Bobby Dysinger of all, all about massage day spa and Stephanie Pichet from wander food and wine. Stay tuned for more updates from them. And uh, thank you ladies so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks ladies.